888-344-0303. Call now, because this is the Morning Drive on News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here, and joining us in studio now is Katie McDonald, and we're going to be talking about miles for migraine, and June is Migraine Awareness Month. But before we get into all that, good morning, Katie. Good morning. Thanks for having me. And Katie, what's your favorite game show? Oh, Family Feud. There you go. There we go. That's, That's a, good a good one. one. It is a good one. Did you like it better under uh, Richard Dawson or one of the other hosts or the current um, Steve Harvey? Uh, Richard Dawson. The original. Old school. Yeah, yeah. Old school. Famous like, for kissing all the all the. Yeah. Ladies. <laughs> I don't know if you could do that these days. But. Uh, no, probably not. But Although, that, the original one was... Was it was good. good. I have to admit, Steve Harvey is hysterical, too. I True. do like his version. And um, there is an entire channel, the Game Show Network, so you can watch old ones and new ones. Just uh, somebody texted me. Uh, All right. In case. Now, um, Katie, you are a sufferer of migraines. And yes. um, hopefully you don't have one right now, do you? I actually do have a little bit of a migraine right now. I have migraine every day. Um, so I'm one of those people, unfortunately, that the disease has progressed for me over time. Uh, every day I wake up with a migraine. It kind of takes a while, a couple hours to have it um, burn off a little bit and, and get me kind of going. So Are they, I assume some days they're more, you can deal with it more than other days when it's exactly a, a, a migraine that's more debilitating? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the thing with this disease, kind of being on a spectrum, the the symptoms that somebody experiences can really vary, even for for one person. So my symptoms vary day to day. I have days where I am in bed with the shades drawn and ice pack on my head for the majority of the day. And then I have days like this where I, I have the symptoms, but I can function. Now, I mean, I know we know there are a lot of sufferers of migraine out there. So if you have a question for Katie, um, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline. As I've mentioned before, I have had issues with migraines in the past and was developing what when I went to Dr. Sprouse Bloom, actually, uh, chronic migraines, which was really troubling because it's nothing anybody wants to have. That's for sure. I do have them under control. But um, what uh, June being Migraine Awareness Month, um, do you do you find that people a lot of people are still not aware enough about what migraine is and, and what it can mean? Yeah, absolutely. There's um, so one of the big issues is there's a lot of stigma around migraine. So the the biggest misperception is people assume migraine is a bad headache, and it's so much more than that. Headache is one of the symptoms of migraine, um, but people have so many other symptoms and and can be impacted in so many other ways. And one of the big reasons that Migraine and Headache Awareness Month came about is to raise public awareness about the disease. Interestingly. It's estimated, so there's about 42 million people in the U.S. living with migraine. And we, ex- we believe about 40 to 50% of the people who have migraine are undiagnosed. And that's probably because people feel like they don't want to talk to their doctor about it. They don't want to talk about it in general because of the stigma and people thinking, oh, you know, it's just a headache. Take some Tylenol. You're going to be better. Uh, you should be able to get through it. Um, so, And some people get an aura with yes. migraine. Can you describe what that is? And do you do you get auras? I do not get aura. I actually just was speaking with a woman in the um, in the waiting room out here uh, who gets aura. So with an aura, you, you get a, a visual aura. You'll start to see something kind of coming into your field of vision, maybe like sparkles or um, 
or like fuzziness and people who have migraine with aura, they may lose vision in one eye or both eyes. Um, the good thing about an aura is it could be, it's kind of your hint that your attack is coming on. And if you have medications, preventive medications that you take, that would be the time to, to take your medicine and hopefully stop your attack in its tracks. For those of us who don't have aura, uh, we don't get that kind of early indication. And, and of course, um, when we talk about headaches, um, I, I, a lot of times we'll hear somebody say, oh, I've got a just horrible headache today. I've got a migraine. And it may not be a migraine. Maybe it is. But a migraine is, is a more specific can you describe what a migraine feels like? I guess it can be different for everybody, but yeah. So some of the things that set my headache and migraine apart, um, migraine tends to be on one side of your head, uh, whereas headache may be like the top of your head or tension type headache is like that tight band across your forehead. Uh, with migraine, it's typically one sided, and then you usually have either. Um, sensitivity to light, sensitivity to sound, or nausea that accompany the migraine. There's lots of other symptoms that people experience too. You know, people will have um, gastrointestinal upset. You have, you know, body aches, fatigue. Um, for me, sometimes I'll even notice like my voice is a little bit different when I have a migraine. We, we still don't know what causes it. We don't know, you know, why people have migraine. There's been different theories. Um, and, and with more research, hopefully we'll get to an answer to better understand. And for me, it was a, it was a pulsating. Yes. Really pulsating. Throbbing. Feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Different, yep. which was very, very different from a normal headache that I would have. Yeah. And um, it's interesting too. So is it, is it relatively common um or, or more common with folks with migraines that like when you wake up, is it something like you said to get kind of get started and going? Yeah, I don't know if there's a, a specific, if there's like a most common time of day to get migraine. Some people with um, there's another disease called cluster headache, and those are very um, they tend to hit at the same time every day, and they're mm -hmm. they're short bursts, uh, typically like 15 minutes to an hour of intense pain often in the middle of the night migraine i think can it really hits people at various times of the day like i said i wake up with it i'm usually good for that like late morning to early afternoon and then as the day goes on i tend to decline as well um but everybody's a little different yeah when what at what point in life did you start to get these so i started getting them when i was 14 uh and when I, you know, that was in high school and I was only getting them, you know, maybe once or twice a month. Um, it just, you know, started to become something that was really bothersome and I would really go down hard when I had them. So uh, I did get diagnosed, thankfully. A lot of people take several years to get diagnosed. I was fortunate to, to get a diagnosis early. And, you know, you, depending on how often you have migraine, kind of depends on the treatment plan for you. They typically say if you're having four or more attacks a month, that's when you should should see a doctor and get some treatment for it. All right. Well, we're going to take a real quick two-minute break, and then we're going to come back and continue this conversation about migraines. If you've got any questions at all, give us a shout. 888-414-0304. Follow them on Facebook for interviews and more. The Morning Drive on News Talk WVMT.
Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here and Katie McDonald's in the studio with us. And we're talking about migraines. June is Migraine Awareness Month. And um, also, we have uh, Miles for Migraine. Katie's involved with Miles for Migraine. And can you tell our, our listening audience, what is Miles for Migraine? Yeah, Miles for Migraine is a national nonprofit organization. Uh, I'm the director of operations, and I'm actually right here in Jericho, Vermont. So we're lucky to have the Vermont connection. Um, we put on events to raise awareness about migraine and headache disease. We Our signature event is our Walk, Run, Relax event we put on in 24 cities around the country, including in Burlington in September. Uh, we also offer educational events. We have support groups for folks living with migraine and headache disease. Uh, we have programming for teens and parents who are living with or maybe recently diagnosed with migraine, social events, all kinds of things essentially to bring together people, um, educate them more about the disease and just help break down the stigma. So uh, if people are listening, it's uh, this, I, I looked on your website, uh, September 23rd. Yeah. Springsteen's birthday. Uh, not, I don't think he has migraines. I don't know. Uh, but if people are interested in participating uh, in in the Burlington area or maybe listening uh, and want to start one in their own city, uh, how do they reach out to you? Yeah, you can reach me. Uh, you can email me at katie at milesformigraine.org or just go to our website, milesformigraine.org, and send us a message. Um, exciting news about our event this year is it's free. So anyone is welcome to come. There's no registration cost. Just come walk, run, or just hang out and listen to the speakers with us. Oh, wow. So that, that, that is, that's good. I did notice too, that today, uh, June 29th is chronic migraine awareness day. I, I don't think I have migraines. We've talked about it on and off the air. Uh, but coincidentally, the largest source for headaches for me uh, is my father, which I love dearly. I love him. But today's his birthday. So I think that chronic awareness, chronic migraine awareness day on my father's birthday is pure comedy. So happy birthday, Tone. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> and uh, nice to know that he's what causes your headaches. <laughs> happy birthday. Stop causing me headaches. Um, Katie, what about uh, barometric pressure? Can yeah. weather can weather for migraine sufferers? Obviously, it's not going to make just anybody have a headache, but can certain conditions cause migraines? Yeah, some people do um, do respond very um, sensitive are very sensitive to barometric pressure changes. I am not one of those people, but I know that is uh, a trigger for some folks. And that you know that kind of opens the discussion about triggers in general. What causes migraine and there's there's constant discussion about this. People will ask, some people who have a little bit of awareness about migraine will say, "Well, what are your triggers?" Um, and that you know, there's debates about what a trigger is and and whether the migraine is just going to occur regardless of the barometric pressure change, and maybe you know you're just noticing it more because you're in a migraine state when that's happening. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. You're on the air. Good morning. Well, 888-414-0303 if you want to, uh, ha- if you have a question uh, for Katie about migraines. I bet pressure, too, um, people that are sensitive to barometric pressure probably have a really hard time flying. Yeah, yeah they actually, they make, um, they make earplugs that help with uh, the pressure, whether you're flying or not, that mm-hmm. some people with migraine use. 
And uh, I mean, I just we just got a TV that has surround sound in it, and I didn't think anything about this, but I started getting a little trouble that it might cause migraines to come back. The the, the weird sound of the sort of rumbling in the in the surround yeah, sound. Yeah. Can do you think that could possibly trigger a migraine? Uh, I haven't heard specifically about surround sound, but I know I am super sensitive to sound I in general. Too, as uh, Anthony's aware. Oh yeah. 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 Last night, my husband was uh, was pounding chicken, you know, before dinner, and I was like, "What are you doing? Like, stop!" And so he stopped, and then I went to cook the chicken. I'm like, "The chicken didn't get pounded," and he's like, "You told, you told me, me to stop." stop. <laughs> oh, I, I, Katie, I believe me, I have. When my wife's been out in the kitchen, I'm like, whatever you're doing, stop doing it. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I'm just making dinner. I was right. Like, but you're banging these pots and pans and yeah. going Let's, right through my head. Yeah. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Do you hear me? Yeah. I hear you loud and clear. Yep. Good. I had a question for Katie about eye migraines. Um, I get them periodically, and they probably last about 20 minutes, and it's like a lot of flashing, flickering, and then they go away. Um, some, sometimes there's no pain involved, and sometimes it might be from sitting in front of the computer for a long time. But what's your take on it, Katie? Yeah, so you bring up a couple of good points there. It sounds like you've, you're dealing with an aura or ocular migraine, it's called. Um, that's, that is a type of migraine. And, and the thing you brought up that I think is really important is you can have migraine without any head pain. Uh, and that's something a lot of people don't realize. So your ocular migraine doesn't necessarily give you a headache, but it's still something that I would speak to your doctor about. Is it considered a disease of the brain? It is, yes. I was going to say there, there's something, obviously, something causing the brain to, to have this reaction. They just haven't, haven't figured it out yet. Exactly. It's getting closer, though. Yes. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. You're on the air. Go ahead. Go ahead, caller. Hi. Um, I'm wondering if we could um, ask Katie, what are the ways that family members can support individuals who have migraine? Good question. That's a great that question. That is a great question. You know, that, and it's such an important piece. I think having family members who are understanding is one of the most important things. Um, I'm fortunate that I have a, a very supportive family, but I know a lot of people live with um, not only trying to, to deal with the disease itself, but trying to convince friends or family members that what they're going through is real. So just believing uh, the person that you love that they are going through this is a huge help. Um, offering to help with giving them rides places or making meals for them. Um, sometimes just making a phone call to chase down a prescription that you can't get filled. Those types of things can be really helpful to the person living with the disease. That's a great question, and it and it's true. I mean, you do have a supportive husband. I mean, he didn't pound the chicken, yes. <laughs> so it's got to be important because you know, uh, I feel bad because we for a while we had one little knob here that would squeal, and it, Kurt comes right out of the chair, and and he's sitting under the speaker too, so that doesn't help. Uh, but it, it's obvious. I have a lot of friends that that experience migraines in different ways. It that, the reason I asked about whether it was a certain time of day because it does seem like morning is a very difficult time for the folks that i know not all of them but uh 
to to they go to bed, everything's fine, and then they wake up in the morning, and it's it, it they're in a lot of pain. Full on, yeah, absolutely. And uh, what I found, Katie, it's kind of weird. I guess as we've talked about, every case is different for every person in regard to migraine. But was that I never had this noise sensitivity issue before I started getting the migraines, but the noise sensitivity stayed even when I don't have a migraine. I don't when I don't have a migraine headache, like. I and I almost have an involuntary reaction to some really sharp noise that's a surprise yeah. that I'm not expecting. Like if I if I make a noise that's similar, because my wife will say, "You just made the same." Well, I, I knew it was coming. If I I've been in a in a, a sandwich shop and they've dropped dropped a pot off the and, and it landed on the floor and I didn't know it was coming and I let out an expletive as they call an expletive deleted. Um, <laughs> it, it was just an involuntary thing. I mean, I was like, "What the." Yeah, I think, you know, I think people with migraine have just almost like heightened sensitivity. It's like your brain is just uh, turned up to 10 on on everything or the things that bother it. So, you know, you could be, I'm very similar. Any noise, loud noise, especially unexpected, is really hard to handle. I think it's like our brains are in that heightened state, even if we're not specifically dealing with a headache or, or, you know, um, the other symptoms of migraine, it could still just be the migraine kind of lingering in the background. And for some people, of course, we know that migraines can be completely debilitating. I mean, they aren't able to go to work. Yeah. Uh, they aren't able to function. It's It can be completely debilitating. Uh, and at, at times, I, I guess it is for you, at times is debilitating. Absolutely. I actually, uh, I, I had a career, I was working in IT and I had to leave uh, my job because of migraine. I was at a point where I just couldn't be in the office uh, dealing with the lights and the sounds of the office. Uh, I would, you know, wake up and go in and, and come home and go to bed. And that was basically it, go to work or be in bed because of the migraine attack. So there are a lot of people who are um, unable to work because of migraine. I'm fortunate that uh, after leaving my job, I started volunteering and um, and I found this job working for Miles for Migraine and I work from home and I have flexibility, uh, you know, so I can be in bed for a few hours during the day uh, and still get through what I need to get through. And let me ask you this, Katie, can, I mean, I know you're not a doctor on this, but you're very involved in Miles for Migraine and know a lot about it as a migraine sufferer. Can... How much does stress or can stress play a part in, in migraines? Yeah, that's that's something that gets talked about a lot. So stress itself doesn't cause migraine, but stress um, can contribute to an Exacerbate. Attack. Exactly. So we talk about a threshold theory. So it's like you can take on so much, um, but if you kind of get pushed over your limit of, you know, dealing with stress or, or smells or sounds... Um, as those things stack up, you kind of get to the point where you bubble over and the attack hits. Um, so if, you know, you just have a little bit of stress in your life, you're probably okay. But if it gets to a level that um, kind of pushes you over the edge, that can trigger your attack. I, I had experience with that a little bit. I had a sister who was dying at the time, and she, she passed away several years ago. And in a strange way, my migraines eased up a little bit when she passed away just because she was across the country and I was trying to decide, should I go out there? How long is she going to last? When I talked to her on the phone, it was just tore me, tore me to pieces when she was suffering. And um, not that I wanted her to die, but she was going to. And it, it feels weird to say, but just yeah. when, when she passed it, it, I didn't want her to, but it, 
my migraines eased up a little bit when that happened. Yeah, that's completely understandable. I think that happens with a lot of people. You go through some really stressful life events and your attacks will be much worse. And then as things settle back down or kind of get back to a normal state, uh, they become less frequent again. And Katie, as again, as a migraine sufferer, what is the, you talked about the stigma of migraines. This is Migraine Awareness Month and the big event will be coming up, Miles for Migraine in September. But in terms of Migraine Awareness Month and Day, what, what's the biggest message you'd like to impart to people who, who just may not know enough about or understand what, what migraine sufferers go through? Um, I think you know, I'll say two things. I think migraine is extremely pre- prevalent. So it's about one in six households uh, are dealing, have somebody with migraine. So you may not, you may say, I don't know anyone with migraine. Chances are you actually do know someone with migraine. They're just not talking about it. Um, and the other thing I'd say is, I mentioned this earlier, but migraine is so much more than a headache. So when someone tells you they have migraine, don't don't hear the word headache. Just know that headache is one possible symptom, but there's so much more, and and that's why the disease can be so debilitating. And it, it uh, as yeah. we learn more about it, and certainly as I learned more about it a few years ago, um, it, it just does not seem to me. I don't understand why there should be any stigma to it, but I know there is. Yeah, you know, one of the theories we have is that migraine is more common in women than men. It's about um, uh, for 75% women, 25% men, and that there's some stigma around it because it's considered a women's disease, even though men have it, and that, you know, going back in history, it's kind of this hysterical woman that's just, you know, oh, my God, I've got a headache, I can't do the housework, I can't do whatever, Uh, and, and some of those perceptions have um, continued and made it really hard to get funding for the disease, to get support for the disease. Um, but we think we're making headway uh, with all these, with Awareness Month and the different nonprofits. And Well, you know, it's funny because also, um, you know, mental health in general, I wonder why there is always a stigma about something in your brain. You know, yeah. I think that might be part of it as well, because it's so unknown. Maybe people are just fearful. 